Welcome to Your Inspired Journey. I'm Carla Andrews, and I have the wonderful pleasure of being here with Prima Arinda, and she is a self-made entrepreneur who her whole, her whole focus is about being, having the best relationships with your spouse, in addition to, of course, female entrepreneurs. She works with female entrepreneurs and helping them connecting with their spouse. And on addition, in addition to that, she works with men in the fashion industry. This has helped her to finalize and realize the different disconnect that is happening between men and women. Welcome, Prima. I am so excited that you're here with me. And I know we have a lot to talk about because I know you are really one of the few that I've heard dealing with this topic about working with men, working with women, and then really putting them together in relationship conversation. Thank you, Carla. Thank you so much for having you, uh, for having me. I am absolutely delighted to be a guest today. Oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's going to be fabulous, fantastic, because I know we have a lot to talk about. So, Primo, you got to share with us. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and how did you get to this space of really yeah. impacting this sector of the entrepreneur world? So before I was an entrepreneur who didn't really know about men, I was an entrepreneur who also had a full-time job because what, that's what everybody's supposed to do. You're supposed to graduate and get a job. And so I did that. <laughs> for, for me, I worked for one of the biggest telecom companies in my country called MTN. And for seven years, I was behind the desk trying to solve a problem. I am a network engineer, by the way. And so nice. I did that for yeah, I did that for seven years and it wasn't registering. That wasn't me. I just knew I wanted more. I wanted to kind of create my world. I wanted to create my reality. I wanted to create my own paycheck. I wanted to create my customer. So I sooner realized that that wasn't the place for me to go. But along the journey as an entrepreneur, I started to date. I met the bad men, I met the good men, I met the unserious men, and finally I met the man. The man I said, oh my God, this has got to be the man. <laughs> I started to date him, I fell in love with this guy, and I realized sooner or later that we were conflicting all of the time. There's a lot of friction happening. I knew for sure as a good person. I knew for sure this was the man on my paper. I'd written, you know, you get a paper and you write the man you need, 10 things, 20 things. He was the man on paper. But for two years, we were completely unhappy together. I broke up with this guy 17 what? times in two years. That's for sure. Because I what? would wake up every day 17 times, every month. We would have a breakup with this guy and he's he's a very kind man a little bit opposite of me so he would always come back but i still love you why did you throw me out and then i didn't know why i threw him out because when he came he was so handsome and he was so charming and would get back together but if you count it was 17 or more for some reason i didn't really know why we were breaking up all of the time I remember one evening sitting at my balcony and sipping a dower and really wondering, why am I always breaking up with this guy? Why is he so annoying? Because he couldn't get like the simplest things. 
He was total opposite of me and everything I wanted, he didn't want. Same time, I didn't want to be alone. So I was really hoping that it would work out. And as if magical, my door sprang open, someone entered the house, and I knew it was him because he had the key. He comes to the balcony, finds me sipping the tea, and he looks at me with a stare. He says, Prima, I know you love me. I know I love you. I honestly believe that you're a good person. And I know that I have loved would, you. Would, no, you got to say that again. He honestly <laughs> believed what part? What did he honestly believe? He said, I honestly believe you love me and I, I love you. But I also know that honestly, you're a good person. And I know that I'm also a good person. And all I have done in two years is try to love you the way I know. But Prima, it breaks my heart to really see you unhappy all of the time. I hate to be the guy that makes you cry. I hate to be the guy that ties you down. So out mm. of pure love, I am going to walk out of your life Wow. And allow another man to make you happy. That's what he mm. said. He bounced, closed the door behind, and when the door shut open, a light bulb was turned on for me like, Cheh. I suddenly could realize he was a very humble man. He was a good listener. He was perfect at, at picking gifts. He was very perfect when he went in public, he would introduce you, this is my woman and all of that. He was a very humble man. He never raised his voice. He was a listener, like you would talk for 30 minutes and he would still be listening. So I started to see all of these things. But for two years, I had never seen anything like that. He was annoying, and then he was slow. He didn't make decisions. He wasn't uh, spontaneous. He didn't want to hang out, and he didn't want to do this, and he didn't want to do this. I wanted him to be like me, and he was really not like me. And the differences kind of did attract each other. And so we were together, and we were always clashing. We were not communicating. Then I didn't even know his love language. It was a mix. It was tears and tears, and then we would get back together, and then we would cry again, and then we would get back together. It was funny because we would actually cry together. So I said to wow. myself, I said to myself, there is something I don't know about men. Because if you put men out in that time and lined them up, I would pick him again. But then I would break up with him again. So I said, there's something I don't know about men. I've got to figure this out. So at the time, let, me ask, I had... let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Is, did you ever think that it was something that you had to work on? Or you, how did you feel? How did you put this blame on? Was it 100% mm. him, 50-50? You found out it was more yeah, me. I need yeah, to work on me. Yeah. Like, what, what, were you, what, were you, what were your thoughts on that? So for two years, I was right. I was right. Oh my God, I was right. If there was an argument, I had to come through and talk about it. And he was just slow. He didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to be confronted. And I was showing him love in all the ways I know, which were not really the ways he called love. And he wasn't loving me because he wasn't saying the words, I love you and I want to hear the words. But he was buying everything, all the gifts, and he was showing up and he was having a quality time with me. I didn't call that love. I was loving him in my language. He was loving me in his language. Mm. We didn't all receive love. We were all resentful of the other because we thought and loved. Yet we're all trying to love each other in a different language. 
Well, so I yeah. knew that for sure there was something that wasn't about him at the end when I started to see, okay, really, he's a good man. And all of these things started to show up. Then I imagined 17 times I have broken up with this guy. He has never blamed me. He has never complained. He would just come and he's right there. Then I would say, we're done. And then he would say, oh my God. Then he would go and then he would come back. So I really knew because this man had come back like so many times. I knew he was not a bad man. I knew he wanted something. In fact, one day he came and said, Prima, maybe let's get married. If you think I'm not a bad, a, a bad, a good man, let's get married if you think I'm not serious. Because I really love you. I don't want you to be unhappy. So if you want me to commit and get married, let me do that. And I said, are you out of your mind? This is not the proposal I dreamt about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carla, by this time, I had figured there has to be another reason that has nothing to do with him why we keep breaking up. I said for one mm. time, let me assure my donor man and let me find out. So I started taking courses. Anything that, that looked like a relationship course, I took it. I started following everybody that was talking about relationships. I really got deep into relationships, but I found there were a lot of tactics, a lot of lines, do this, do that. You get him, you keep him. I didn't want that. I said, how can I authentically connect with someone? So I started speaking to the men I was styling at the time because I had quit my job along the way. I started speaking to them after the style session. I'll be like, hey, how is the family? Uh, how is your lovely wife? And they'll be like, you know, no more fights. And I'm like, okay, would you like to tell me more? And because they were my clients, they began to open up. And then mm. I began to tell them my idea of, of what happens for the woman and just trying to, does your wife, do you feel that's what's happening for your wife? I started to relate with them and to show them in my idea as a woman how I saw what they were complaining about. And then they began mm -hmm. to nod heads like, oh, oh, are you for real? Oh my God, this makes a lot of sense. So I started putting pieces together. Then I started also asking other ladies who are married, who are dating, and they were angry for the same things that I was angry. But mm -hmm. they, some of them were married, like I do already. And so they had to keep in there until it erupted into a divorce. So I started following wow. these patterns and I reached a point where it made sense. Interviewing enough men, enough women, it started making sense. Today, bring me a strange man and we can be best friends. Today, I understand men, they're really a very simple creatures. You just have to understand how they're made, their operating system, their love language. Like, why is a man, how do they process information? And you will never be frustrated again. So because I'm an entrepreneur, I understand the problem with female entrepreneurs. They want to challenge status quo. They don't want a job, a nine to five job. They want their own reality. And mm -hmm. it is very difficult for this woman to go back home and the man cannot look at her the way she looks at herself. These women hold themselves up here and if your man cannot see that, it is annoying that it will impact how much you can do in the world. If you give this woman great love, she will move the mountain, she will move the world, she'll change the world. So I would like to be the person that really inspires these women and tells them you can have it all. You can have the relationship, Mm -hmm. You can have the great business and you never have to choose. And so I have decided that I will dedicate my life to doing just that. I love it. So it's amazing how, you know, the way you're saying it, 
the female entrepreneurs want to create, actually any entrepreneur, right? Uh, you're in the entrepreneurship space because you're yeah. looking to create your own reality. And yeah. it's interesting. And even though I know you're saying, you know, men is not 100% all, all men, but the, you're, you've picked up enough traits and assessed enough of them to be able to realize where the disconnect is happening in the relationships between a man and a woman, especially in the entrepreneur world. Now, I'm sure you might have met those where the woman was the entrepreneur, because I, I, I hear that you're saying you're focusing more on female entrepreneurs. And then the man could be either entrepreneur or at work. So you can only even imagine, I can only imagine like the difference. Let's say the woman wants to be an entrepreneur, but he's at work. He works a nine to five career. Is there, have you seen a difference between those two types of relationships where both are entrepreneurs in the couple or in the relation, right? In a relationship or where one is working still, the, 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 the gentleman is working and she is taking the entrepreneur endeavor. What, have you seen any difference in the relationships with those two? So there is different relationships. There's a man that, for me, usually the man I deal with is the man in charge, the confident man. He has his things going on. He's a CEO someplace. He really is a busy man. But when he goes back home, he wants a very calm environment. He wants the wife. He wants this feminine energy. He wants to have great food. Now, this man usually is attracted to confidence. So he's gonna go pick the lady that has it going for her. A few of them may pick the opposite, who is like the submissive, I want to stay home, I want to take care of you. But most of these I have seen go out and pick the lady that is thinking the way they are thinking, achieving the way mm -hmm. they are achieving. And now they reach home and everybody's tired. Everybody went to work and we came back home. Please do not give me the lecture of I'm a wife. So, that begins to create friction because it, it doesn't work like that. He will not function as a woman. So I would like to show women that you can make him one. You can be the CEO in your own place. You can be the CEO in his place. When you come back home, there's got to be a difference in what you do that makes him feel like the man at home, that makes you feel, believe me, you don't want to be the lady at home. You don't want to be roofing the house. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You just want to be cherished. You want to be adored. You want to be listened to. You want to feel like you have affection, you have love, you have intimacy. That's what we are striving for. But that's not what happens because we are constantly in hunter's mode. Everybody wants results from us. You're the CEO, you're the everything. Everyone is coming to you. So you tend to be in hunter's mode, solution mode, solution mode, deadline mode. Now, when you go back home, Oftentimes, people take a while to convert because at home you are meant to convert, calm down. I call that zoning out. Zone out from your CEO and become the lady at home. Now, people don't have to step on you, but you can be the lady that we love to see who is kind and really considerate and who is taking care of the home. It doesn't mean you have to be safe tone. You can still be the CEO in that home, but when you get what you want and he gets what he wants because if he goes without getting what he wants he's gonna be cranky if you go without getting what you want you're gonna feel like you are dissatisfied <laughs> and all the money doesn't make sense and even though when you're living in a broken marriage it is hard for you to make a genuine impact on the world or as big as you want an impact to be
That's, that's true. Now, I'm sure that those who are listening are saying, okay, Prima, I see what, you, what it is that you're saying, but mm-hmm. does, how can the two come to an agreement where, mm-hmm. let's say, and, then, and I can see that, where the person, because they're an entrepreneur, he's an entrepreneur, right? And his significant other is an entrepreneur too. Now you have two entrepreneurs in the, mind, in the, in the household. Both of them are looking for, you know, next goals, next vision. And how do they work together and still make this happen? Where it doesn't have to feel where she comes in and she has to play the submissive game. Does that make sense? Like how does she come into the space uh, and where both of them can be uh, the power couple? It's okay to be a power couple. How do they make it work Mm -hmm. out? Okay, so I will say to you again, nobody has answers to every marriage. Oprah has no marriage. And what's his name, Dr. What? The guy on Oprah's show, he was divorced that many times. So I want to begin by saying, this is my dedication to get all of the answers I can and to keep trying until I die. So I am mm-hmm. doing, I'm saying this is a disclaimer, I don't have every answer, but my dedication to get you all of the answers cannot be you're, you're working on it. Yes, but first of all, we are getting married before we fully understand who we are. Now, that in itself is a blind spot. Like when I took my assessment in and out to know who I am, I was like, wow, this is so liberating. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my very, very serious strength. I didn't know my deepest weaknesses. I didn't know my communication and how that comes across for people. So for me, every opposite of mine, I was like, really, like, can't you decide on that real thing? Like, really, does that have to take you ages to decide? So first of all, you've got to understand you 360. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What makes you tick? Attach a value to yourself and know that you're not going to settle for less same time understand that people may be different and you don't have to always be the right person now Mm. the second thing is understand your spouse who did you marry because we often attract the opposite and the mistake we do the moment we get in the marriage the woman is always thinking ah that will change ah that will change ah that will change and the man is always thinking i hope she never changes i hope she stays in that size i hope she stays not talking the man is always hoping, oh, I hope this is her. And then after three births, the man is like, oh, where is my wife? And you go to the man thinking, ah, oh, that is going to change. It's a very small thing. Oh, that is going to change. That is going to change. No, it's not going to change. And so as you young child, boy, no, 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 it's not. And going in a marriage, hoping to change people is the most situation that will really frustrate you because people do not change but there are tests that i personally give people where you take the test i will just give you a dry run there are four Mm -hmm. characters most people have taken the test most people have not i did not take this test until two years ago they are dominant characters they are domineering they are really present they're they're very aggressive we have the influences the people that inspire others we have the secure ones, those calm ones that are very systematic and they're very secure and they're very safe. Then Mm -hmm. we have the correct, clean, compliant, systematic people. Now, 
Usually you find an I married to a C, for example, because a C is very clean, very organized, very girl. Mm -hmm. Now, the I is the influencer, everybody's friend. Now, they'll go to a wedding or a cocktail party, and the I is the people's people. Everybody's his friend. So he really wants, he's dying to mingle with other people. So he'll reach at the paper and say, oh, other people. And then he'll start to mingle with everybody. But now the mm. C is like, how can you leave me like that? She doesn't want to connect with others. She likes it when she's like with one person or nobody. So she's looking at him thinking, did you bring me here to just leave me alone? And the man is like, hey, there's a bunch of people here. Mix and mingle. She doesn't mix and mingle. She's not a mix and mingle. So it is really, really absurd. I am a DI. So I appear to be very aggressive. I'll go for what I want. Now, the men that fall for me are always like an SI. Now, if I need to decide, I need to decide right now. Now, that man mm -hmm. will take a month to make a decision. They don't like change. Now, give me change, and I'm like, oh, no, no, let's do it. They don't like change. They are very static to what they want. They are very routine-like timetable. That man could have a sex timetable. Yeah. Now, I'm a very spontaneous person. Bring it on, and it's going to happen. Like, I don't like predictability. I don't like routine. I don't like to know what's going to happen. That's how I have my fun. Now, the man I attract, it's going to be sex at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday in the bedroom on the bed. And that's annoying for me because, okay, like, how fun can that be? So when you pile years, when you pile years down the road, Kara, you find that you're building resentment because you start to say, ah, he's boring. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not, we are not compatible. You start saying that. Yeah. yeah, we are not compatible. And you know, as the marriage goes on, you get busy, the kids come in and you really have to attend to the kids. And the man doesn't matter how many kids are there. There's an instinct that is always in him that wants attention. He wants the girl he married who used to look at him alone and alone and alone. Now, three kids are in the middle. Most women have lost the eye for the man, like for real. It's the kids, and if we're going to have a conversation, it's about the kids. So you wake yeah. up one it, day. It becomes, it becomes children first. It becomes you wake up one day, and you have a roommate. These kids are going to grow up, and you wake up, and you have no idea who you married. Because the man is yeah. just staring at you like, who are you? And you're like, okay, and who that happens. Yeah, what happens is after, after, yeah, after 15 years, when the babies are like, no, nah, mom, really space, you wake up and realize people don't need me as much. Your husband has actually moved on. He's probably have like a campuser or a younger girl exciting him, or he's probably gotten married to the beer. Whatever it is he decided to do as you were busy growing the babies. That's why most women at 15 years of marriage will wake up and say, no, this is going to end, divorce. Because there's nothing nothing totally happening for them as a couple so yeah, when you understand they, who you're married to the relationship Carla, was nurtured yeah Kara, when you understand who you're married to when you understand his strength when you understand his weaknesses when he re you understand what he can do and what he cannot do then you stop you stop embarrassing yourself and frustrating yourself over things he actually cannot do when you mm -hmm. understand what a man needs and what you need. And when you understand mm. that by giving the man what he needs, you get what you need, it stops being mm. submission. If most women understood the importance of sex for a man, a man, they would 
read a book about how do I start to want sex every mm -hmm. day. Because if a man doesn't have sex, he'll die. Eventually he'll die. He'll become cranky, he will resent you, and he could die. And I said that mm. women, they laugh. But it's true. Now, most women don't understand the importance of sex to men. They don't. They say, You're just being funny. It, it's just, no, it's not just sex. That man doesn't have that sex, he'll die, or he'll go get it somewhere else. But most women are like, really? I have things to do. I have a business to run. I have kids. To... Come on. He's not going to come now, on. You know, so, <laughs> so let me ask you this. We're saying this, that there is study. There are studies out there now that state that if, the, if he doesn't have that relationship with, his, with, with someone, that he dies. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that somewhere? Okay. For me, the way I have been speaking to men, there are things he needs that may be mm -hmm. annoying for women. Like for him, there are things that he'll need. And he knows if he doesn't have them, there's no way he's surviving. It's the same as if you came back home every day and you didn't feel safety. If you didn't feel like really someone admired you. If you didn't feel like mm -hmm. someone was, was giving you affection. If you didn't feel appreciated. If, you didn't, if someone was unable to listen to you and all your problems had to boil inside you, you cannot hold it. Like you want to have conversation. Let's talk. I want to talk. And the man is like, talk about what? He doesn't understand why you have to talk. And what's funny is, when we want to talk normally, we just want to rumble. We don't want a solution. We just want to talk, 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 and get it out. Now, a man does not mm -hmm. understand why he should listen to you unless you ask him to solve the problem. And we're like, what? I don't want you to solve my problems. Just listen. And he's like, are you crazy? Why would I listen without mm -hmm. wanting to solve? Because in men, they don't do that. They don't listen to anything unless they're able to solve it. So you can imagine if you had to speak and speak and speak and he was like, ah, woman, no, 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 no. If you never spoke to your husband, how that would kill you. That's the same yeah. thing that happens when you don't have sex with him. For whatever reason, he's, he begins to say, okay, okay, okay. Then he gets cranky. Then he starts to drink. Then depending on the magnitude, he'll find a solution, porn, a second girlfriend or whatever. But he's got to get whatever is in him out, and that is it. Now, you can be disgusted, so, or you can so give let's, him let's, that to provide yes. for his need. <laughs> so let me tell you, so for sure, just to make sure you put a disclaimer in there, this is off record, so I'll take this off, that this is not for every man, because you didn't, and then this is, of course, as to maturity, and mm -hmm. the part that, let's say a person is sick, a woman is sick with cancer, that mm -hmm. we don't want to bring it across as if he'll go and have, you know, mm -hmm. outer, you know, outer marriage situation. So just kind of like ensure that you put your disclaimers in there. All right. Three, two, yeah, one. Go sure. Ahead. Sure, sure. For sure. That's not for every man because I have not interviewed every man in the world. But I can tell you my interviews have done like 90% of all of the men. And that's true. But also that depends on how, what extent are you meeting the other needs? Some things will pass if you're understanding what he needs and you're providing that. Bad sex mm -hmm. will pass, by the way, if a woman feels that she's getting a lot of things. Your bad sex yeah. or lack, lack of erection, for a better word, whatever it is, your one minute, whatever span, it will pass if you're doing other things correctly. But if everything is going south, even the one thing like throwing your socks down will erupt into a fight. So the mm. point I'm really getting at is 
I want you to look at a man and understand what he needs, but most importantly, what does each provide for him? And when you're asking him to do something, explain to him what does that provide you? If I just sit in front of you and listen, and you just talk and talk and talk, what does that provide you? When he understands what that provides for you, he's willing to do it even if it's uncomfortable. Once he knows if she talks and talks and talks, okay, then I'm going to get a happy woman who is willing to love me. And, ah, okay, I may be able to do that. When you can mm -hmm. understand what sex gives him, you will create the mood for. You won't need to depend on biology to be in the mood. You'll be like, okay, when my husband gets sex, woo, he's a provider, and then he listens to me, and then he does this, and oh my God, I want to give back. People can do something to provide for you, even if that's straight boring for them. But it's important okay. that you know what it is that they need because most of us don't. We get married, like I can tell you, Carla, people get married and it's like you want to shop tomatoes. People don't and, but, do and, work. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Now, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's some out there that said, well, why should I be focused on giving him everything he needs when mm -hmm. he doesn't give me everything that I need, right, as a woman? Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. or, or as a partner, however you want to look at it. But how do mm -hmm. you, how do you reply to that statement for the, you know, you know what I'm saying? So the person can say, well, I'm, I, you're part of the relationship, you're part of the marriage. One mm -hmm. person is giving, one person is not giving. How does, mm -hmm. how the, how, how to move from that space in the relationship mm -hmm. so that we can have it all, right? As mm -hmm. a business owner, as so, a relationship, as part of relationship, as mom, you know, whatever, all the things that female entrepreneurs mm -hmm. have to deal with. So I have also dealt with women that are feminist or human rights. So there is that woman that really doesn't want to do the work, but it begins with your color. I don't care where you are. It's going to be, be you that starts the transformation. You've got to say, mm -hmm. my needs are important enough. My, so now for me, the way I started to learn these things is my happiness is important for me. Now, if I am going mm -hmm. to be in a relationship, I want it to be rosy. Now, I do not want anything average in my life. I don't want mm -hmm. a mediocre business. I don't want a mediocre marriage. I don't want mediocre kids. And the only thing I can do is do the work. Because I don't know yeah. where that man came from. I don't know his history. I don't know his family. I do not know him. I am going to work on me. And when you work on me, on you, you become like a mirror. People treat you the way you treat yourself. So when, and, and I want to tell people what you saw is what you reap. When that mm -hmm. man comes to me to have a relationship, the man that is annoying you right now, say he hooked up with me and we were to have a relationship, you would see the man you've never seen. Because what you put in someone is what you get. There's no one who is going to come and you are getting his needs met and he decides to be cranky and bad to you. Because that's not yeah. how human nature works. And when you meet these people before you married them, you can agree with me that it was nuts. It was rosy. Otherwise, you wouldn't say I do. That is yeah. because you hadn't started piling up anger. You hadn't started being bad to each other. That went down the mm. road because, number one, communication phased out, like you guys stopped talking. Yeah. Number two, you most likely don't know yourself 360 and neither do you have a chance of knowing your spouse. Number three, you don't know your love language. You do not know his love language. And number four, you're listening to everybody that doesn't know anything about men. So let me ask you this. 
So if a person has to start, okay, so mm -hmm. you're telling you, you're sharing some great stuff here. So they want to ensure that their relationship with their mate is great. Mm -hmm. Where do they start? I know you mentioned about, you know, work with yourself first. But, mm -hmm. and I know you mentioned, of course, the, the finding out the language, but how, how do they start? How do they need to connect with you? Do they, how do they, how, first of all, how, do, how does a person connect with you? So if they can start my website, my website is uh, Prima's Hub. I think it's a little complicated for me to say it, but I'll be happy to share it with them. But Prima's Hub, uh, the calm understanding uh, men. But the first place to start is really agreeing that what you're doing is not working. Mm -hmm. You've been taught things. You have learned things. You have read things. You've spoken with your girlfriends who, by the way, have no idea about men. And so far, you have knowledge that is adding you where you are. So the first step mm -hmm. is acknowledging that really some of, I'm not saying your relationship has like bottom rock. I'm just saying, is it where you want it? Now, if the answer is yes, we have really no business being here. But if the relationship <laughs> is not where you want it, then the first thing to accept is, okay, what I know, what I'm applying right now is not working and it's hard. Because everybody has reasons why they've done the best. Just know it's not working and you've not done your best. You may have done your best, but it's not working. So maybe your best is not the best for your marriage. Okay? The so, the, so the first thing, so the first thing, I don't mean to cut you, but I want, I, this is a good point that you shared here. You have to acknowledge. Yeah. Then you have to accept that there needs to be some change. Yes. So the number two is you have to, yeah, you have to, accept that you want the change to happen mm -hmm. do you want better if yes what do you want what do you want to see differently what do you want to find different in your marriage that's the second one like okay you know what i want better now the third one is you have to be willing to do the work and that has nothing to do with if your spouse is on board or not you're doing it for mm -hmm. you and he will either stay up or he doesn't then you're a better woman for the next person who will be able to cherish you. So, but so, I so definitely you, you have to take action. Yeah. I guarantee you, when you do that work on yourself, your spouse will be like, hold on, where did this girl come from? You see men are animals <laughs> a bit. They're like a little bit animalistic. So when he begins to feel his needs met, the attraction comes and they don't know how to hide it. You begin running around you like, okay, what happened? You look so sexy in that dress today, like, what happened? Your husband will be back, your animal will be back, which is like what we want. So first of all, acknowledge that what you're doing, what you have learned may not be helping you, and it's time to think through what it is. Number two, mm -hmm. accept that you need work and that you will be willing to do the work. Now, the third step is more like, do you have faith that this is something you want to go after? Do you have the faith? Do you have the belief? that your marriage has potential. Because a marriage is like a business. You don't believe in your business, you won't do the work. Yeah. And so I really want uh, you to- If you don't appreciate yeah. the relationship, leave the relationship alone. It's a lot of work, yeah? So unless mm -hmm. it's something that is really important for you, that you feel this person deserves it, maybe you shouldn't. But you should do the work for you because just because mm -hmm. you married someone and didn't work out doesn't mean that that is it for you. Maybe your first phase of a relationship is over. 
And I have told people that you can have different marriages with the same person. Let's say you had a husband and you were all in love with him and you know love is blind. It tells you that you're the best person, you're the only option, you're the best in the world, there's no competitor. That's what love tells you. Now, assuming there's infidelity which comes in, which really tells you that, hey, you're not the best person, there is somebody else, you're not my oxygen and everything because there is somebody else, like, hey, you are not where you thought you were. Infidelity is really hard. It tests what people believe in marriage. Assuming mm. that happened for you, I'm not saying it's you, like worst case scenario, assuming that happened. If you're going to work on a relationship that has infidelity in it, you're going to get a second relationship. This marriage is dead now. You need a second marriage. Is it going to be with the same guy or not? Because you will never have the and That's a whole different topic. Yeah, that's... That could be... Yeah. <laughs> that could be a whole nother a whole nother segment. Yeah, so, because we could talk the whole day. But you have to accept yeah. that this relationship is over. I am going to have a second relationship. And if that's with the, mm -hmm. the same person, that's okay. If that's not with the same person, it's your life and nobody has boundaries on you. Yes. I love yeah. it. So it's so now that you realize that this is something that you want to do as a purpose mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. to be able to help from female entrepreneurs work on their relationships, be able to share with the world and make an impact and hopefully almost like a voice for men through the, through, as a woman of what, it, what is a disconnect to them, for them mm -hmm. in, in a relationship. And so okay. it's interesting how you're able to take your experience and having made the assessment with the different, with both sides, and be able to share it with, you know, with the world. So I want to ask you, like, what inspires you? Like, what, I know this is a purpose, but what inspires you every day? Like, what are you looking to look, what does success look like for you that's inspiring you to do this every single day and that, that you want to do this for the rest of your life? Yeah, so color my reason for existence is to help people see the best version of who they can be. Mm -hmm. So what success looks to me is when I meet somebody and they are better because of me. When I style that man and he I can go that. from, when I style that man and he can go from no deal to, hey, I look so good, I better ink this deal. When I talk to this lady <laughs> and she says, whoa, my marriage is not dead. And I meet her and she says, Prima, you have no idea, but I did the work and I saw transformation. So for me, really success nice. looks like people becoming the best version of who they can be and knowing that I had a hand to put in that. Almost getting them excited again about that relationship, isn't it? It's not, it's the relationship is not dead and no. it's not, it doesn't have to be boring if you work on yourself, if you work on a relationship and really appreciating the other part of the relationship, right? I think sometimes mm. uh, what I've seen is some, a person will be in a relationship and they'll forget there's another person in the relationship. <laughs> so mm -hmm. to appreciate yes as you're working on yourself but always understanding that there is someone else to appreciate mm -hmm. that person in the relationship and i think uh, mm -hmm. that that could be a, a good uh you know a good way to start as you say to working on yourself mm -hmm. and then being able to identifying what needs to be worked on for, for both yeah. so that is fantastic but i feel challenge, success to you challenge status quo 
and know that people mm -hmm. are telling you what's possible for them, I say to the women, challenge status quo and decide not to allow that one thing has to give way because most of the women tell me, but Prim, you have sacrificed one thing and I say, cut the bullshit, you don't have to. You don't have to. If you decide to do the work, the same work you put in your business, if you put that in your home, mm -hmm. you will cut through. So it's- I love it's, that. People have things they say like, ah, oh, you know, which man listens? I mean, the fights, I mean, that's normal. I mean, we're there, we're surviving. Like, no, decide that you want mm. to thrive and do the work like it was a real business and see if that won't change your life. I love it. Mm -hmm. So Primo, if you had to ask, if you had to share with women, and mm -hmm. this is a two-part question. If mm -hmm. you had to share with women something that they don't know mm -hmm. that they need to, to focus on, and the same for men, that they don't know about the other party, right, in the relationship, and they need to focus on, what would that be? I would say discover the personality of your spouse and your personality, because therein lies all the facts. Hmm. Discover the personality of your person, uh, discover the personality of your spouse. Yes, like a, a 360, yeah, yeah. There's an assessment that we give, 360. This is who they are. This is what is important to them. This is how they communicate. This is how they deal with decisions. This is how they deal with community. This is how they deal with everything. And then attach that to this is how they receive love. This is what love looks mm -hmm. like them. When you touch them, they feel loved. When you say I love you, they mm -hmm. feel loved. When you do something for them, they feel loved. Like filter what really registers as love for them. And you nice. will have their user's money. It's more like getting a user's money for you and for your spouse. I love it. Nice. Yeah. And so if, if, and, and that can really, really save a lot of marriages, a lot of relationships, you know, and it really it should be something that many spouses, right? Many couples work on together. It should be a goal for, for a couple to do this even before they get into marriage. Would you agree? Totally. Kaya, again, I will say to you, a man will inspect a car before buying it a thousand times than he'll assess and discover the girl he marries. I want that to change. You have to do the work before you get the marriage because when you get in, there's a lot of expectations happening and you will not be able to fulfill them without doing the work. Why do we do more work mm -hmm. for the wedding than more work to understand the person and to understand what is important for them. Yeah. Makes you wonder sometimes like we let, we let our emotions run away with us and not necessarily, you know, making the thinking process. Like it should be a combination maybe, you know, uh, uh, to, yes, it's great to fall in love and all of that stuff. But like you were saying, 17 times within two years, uh, you know, that, you know, there's the emotional aspect but there's also, yeah. there's also the, like you said, the assessment and the thinking aspect yeah, of a relationship. Yeah. And that's, that's what you're, you're putting together. And that is fantastic. So if, you, right. had to share, if you had to share three ways or three words of, of who you are or what it is that you do for others, do you have a way of sharing that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So my three things that I would quickly pick up that describes me is number one, I'm very direct. Like I'll cut the beers, I'll tell you what it is. And that's my character. But I've learned to really know like, okay, this person won't take it. So I've got to like smear it a little bit, but 
the me, the me that I know is like direct boom. That's me before I understood everybody else. Number two is I really believe in people. I believe people can do more. I believe people can go more. I believe people can do things they don't believe they do. I genuinely believe that people can get better marriages. I believe that divorces can go down. And I believe that marriages is not as complicated as people want them to be. I really believe that it's doable. You can do what you want. You can get what you want. You just have to allow yourself, give yourself permission to do that. My third thing is no matter what happens, you have a part of it that you contributed. No matter if a guy comes and hits you over the head with a car from the sky in your bedroom, if you were not on that bed, you wouldn't get crushed. You always had a hand in what happens. So I tell people refuse to be a culprit ever. Never say it happened to me. You had a way, you contributed to it. That's what I would say. In other words, don't put yourself in a space where you feel that you're a victim. Never do that. Because when you do that, you're giving others power to influence what happens for you. You're giving mm. others power to create your reality. And that is like the saddest thing you can do to yourself. Become the author of your life, right? Yeah. Create your reality. Create your universe. Create your world. Because once you're gone, I want us to have footprints. I want us to have color's legacy. I don't want us to say... Carla Andrews is dead, and I'm like, who is Carla? Oh, the other, no, write your legacy. Why do you want people to write your legacy for you? Write your legacy and let people read it. Mm -hmm. Write who you are, put your work on the internet and let people know, who is Prima? The other girl who know I have my work that tracks down and says, no, she wasn't that. She was helping people, she was inspiring people. She believed marriages could get resolved, so write, your legacy. Do not leave it to chance. And, and, Don't live your life to chance. Yeah. And your your impact will be, and your legacy will be that you helped move the divorce rate to being less. There wouldn't be a divorce rate. There wouldn't be, you know, so much argument between couples and so relationships, which really strengthens family units that in turn strengthen communities. So even though you're you're focusing on relationships, that's a key part of communities and that's a key part of society. So you really are the foundational aspect of helping a society as a whole. So that would really be a legacy. I really believe that when you fix a family, you have fixed the world because everything stems that's from it. the family. So I want to fix that's a family it. so that we can have an influence in the world. And for me, that is what I want to be my footprint. That's what I want to be my legacy. I love it. So Prima, if you had to share a purpose statement of how you serve the world from that conversation we just had, what would it be? Mm -hmm. That is what it can is. Hear me? It can be a marriage. Can it can be a business. Yeah, sure. I can hear you. Okay. My okay. purpose in life is really to help somebody else become the best version of who they can be. You see, even we say marriages, but when these people come, maybe you have to fix the business. Maybe you have to fix the limiting beliefs. Maybe you have to fix something else. Maybe you have to fix the habits. Maybe you have to fix self-development. A human being can never have one ailment. And so your marriage may be just falling apart because your limiting beliefs are getting in the way because of the way you were raised because of what happened when you grew up 
So we say that to really like talk to one person and try and be focused on helping one person. But Carla, you know, you know more than you do. And if somebody comes, you're going to help them with a lot of things, yeah. but you've got to speak to one person and kind of focus on one thing. But I believe, believe me, people will come to you and they will learn a lot of other things that you have the ability to give them that have nothing to do with what's happening in their marriage. Love it. Well, thank you, Prima. Oh, no. This was fantastic. You are a, I mean, a fountain of knowledge and wisdom. Those who are looking to connect with you, um, definitely the link is below. We'll be able to um, guide you right into, you know, getting the services that you need from Prima. Prima, thank you so much. Thank you, Carla, for having me. It's been an opportunity to speak to your community, and I am thrilled that my voice gets to touch your life. One life, two lives, I'll be very excited that I did that. Well, everyone, I cannot tell you how much it was a pleasure to have Prima here. Thank you for coming here on Your Inspired Journey. I am Carla Andrews, and I will see you soon.